0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: The dragon is slayed, everybody. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, look at Rich, already there laughing. The, oh, ta- the Tampa Bay Lightning are no more. I've got a good one here for you, Rich. Lightning oh lightning may have struck twice, but it did not Strike twice, not strike three times in the same place. It only struck twice because a literal avalanche came crashing down. The Tampa Bay Lightning. This is episode 135. Yes, episode 135 of Catfish on Ice. This is Chad Mint, your host with co-host. Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins is about to be joining us here in just a few minutes, so we will see him here shortly. Did you get to watch the Stanley Cup game six last night,
2: Rich? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't have missed that for anything, for sure. What a game. Um, What a way to cap off the season. Man, I tell you, Colorado's not my favorite team at all. I like a lot of the players, but... Just seeing the joy on those guys' faces and the players that have been there the longest time that went through those years. They were talking about when they only got like 48 points or something crazy like that like three or four years ago. And just seeing the pure joy on those guys' faces is awesome. I don't even know any other way of describing it. It's just incredible.
1: It was pretty cool to see, even if you're not an Avalanche fan, you got to be a fan of something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw where Nathan McKinnon was on that team. Mm-hmm. Miko Rantanen was on that team. Yep. JT, JT Comfer was on that team. Yep. Who else was on that team? I wrote them down here. Eric jo- Johnson yep. was on that team. JT, Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, yep. Miko Rantanen, and JT Comfer were yep. the five players on the team.
2: Mike Twitter's in here. He said, Preds, now on the clock. We need a cup. Yes. Holy moly.
1: So guess what, Rich? Tonight I'm calling this the season three premiere of Catfish on Ice. It is a brand new season. It is. The old season's over with, so we're calling this season three premiere of Catfish on Ice. We are in a new season, just like the NHL is about to enter a brand new season. But once again, let's say our congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Their third Stanley Cup in franchise history their first since 2001 congrats the best team definitely won it this year no one can be upset and and think oh this team didn't deserve it no the Colorado Avalanche absolutely deserved it no they are absolutely and people are going to be talking about them as repeat champions next year which we will be talking about later in this episode we are going to do our way too soon (laughs) top 10 NHL teams going into next season
2: the day after the season's over
1: yeah, you know, why waste any time? We'll go oh, ahead yeah. and rank, we'll go ahead why and rank not? them. We'll go ahead and take a stab at it and yeah, see what our top sure. ten is. We also yeah. got to get into this Phil Forsberg update here. The clock you want to talk about the clock is ticking and the Preds are on the clock. David oh, Poyle is. is on the clock. Did you see did you see the bombshell that came out earlier
2: today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I I put I tweeted it out. And I said that George Kittle is probably furious because you know anytime the Predators put anything out on social media, he's like, "Why don't you resign Phil? Why don't you resign Phil? Did you resign Phil yet?" And it's really it's really funny <laughs> when he does. Hey, that put too. the pressure
1: on him. Hey, George oh, yeah. Kittle's George Kittle's pretty famous, so put the pressure on him. But uh, yeah, um, Frank Saravelli on the Daily Face Off yep. show said that apparently Phil Forsberg's demands aren't all that crazy nope he's he's not even asking for Roman Yosi type money uh, yep. Forsberg's camps not we're talking yep. probably in the low eight million range wait why worth do it. why do we not have a deal done if that becomes true how is yeah. this not done this is front office malpractice by David Poyle.
2: It's not pretty, that's for sure. That's and have
1: sure. I feel like on this podcast, we have been very, very fair when it comes to David Poyle.
2: Until today.
1: But that's <laughs> that's on borrowed time right now. If
2: if yeah, Phil, if sure. Philip
1: Forsberg is somehow lost and that is truly all he's wanting is eight million a year, eight point two five million a year, how is the deal not done?
2: Yeah, I don't like it. We'll talk about it. We're going to talk, talk about, about it more, for sure.
1: We're also going to speculate the worst case scenario if Philip Forsberg is not on this team next season.
2: Mm.
1: What will this team look like? How will what will be the ripple effect for this team? Whew. What will be the Thanks, ripple? Bro. What will be the ripple effect on free agency signing day on July thirteenth? Because I
2: got a good David, theory.
1: David Poyle will have a lot of money to spend, and he will have to scramble to replace Philip Forsberg. And he might not be able to do it with one player. He might have to get multiple players signed sure. to this team to somehow replace Philip Forsberg. For sure. So we got to we gotta get into that. Yep. And what else do we have on the docket here? I think that covers pretty much everything. Oh, yeah, Barry Trotz, we got to –
2: Gary we got to
1: update Barry Trotz. He's taking a year off from coaching. What does that mean for his future with the Preds, if it means anything at all? I Maybe. think that I think that actually makes us even more of a possibility that he becomes front office. So yeah, man. It's just reading. I'm just reading between the tea leaves here. It. it that's, yeah.
2: I'm reading between the. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah, man. You put all the pieces together. Something it feels like something's going down, something big might be happening, but we don't know for sure. So mm. crazy,
1: right? So many possibilities here, so many different ways this offseason can go for the Nashville Predators. Yeah, absolutely. We've got the NHL draft also coming up very, very shortly, less than two yeah. weeks away, I believe. Um, so we will save no. our we will save next week's episode to get more into the draft talk. Yeah, for sure. And mm. We've really made it made it a case in point to end every episode on a funny note. We try to be yep. funny throughout the podcast, but yep. we're we're really going to try to be funny tonight. Uh, our buddy Kyle came up with this idea. We're going to end tonight's show, episode one thirty five, by listing off our guilty pleasure favorite songs. Songs. Yep. A, a, describe it to the audience, Rich. What do, what do we mean by guilty pleasure songs? So we
2: were we were talking before we started and. Um... It might be like a song that you really like. That, if you told somebody, you might be embarrassed. Like, like Kyle or whoever might like "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. Or, uh, or, uh,
1: or Rich, Rich might be a Hanson fan. That might be his I favorite. Could
2: like Bop.
1: I think I think that that's I mean, Rich's. Fa- I think that's going to be on Rich's list is Um... It might be. I'm so, gonna go ahead and say yeah. It.
2: Just you know whatever. Just songs like that. that All right. That normal people probably hate, and you just might like.
1: <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm down with it. Good stuff. All right. Good Buckle stuff. in, everybody. Episode 135, Catfish on Ice, presented by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are rolling right into tonight's episode. Got a lot to get into. First thing <laughs> we're starting off with
2: is Stanley you, Cup final before, reaction. Before you start, I have to put this on here. So Justin's Uh-oh. in here too. He's saying he's going to have a song for us because he, he's actually a musician. So he's going to have some stuff to tell us, but I, I don't even know what to say about this right here. Mike Twitter. Seen the Backstreet Boys twice. I don't know. Wait, a, I don't
1: Hey, know. It, I just love the honesty here We're I'm it not going to even, true. I'm not going to even come after you, Mike Twitter, because guess what? Everybody loved the Backstreet Boys when they were big.
2: That is incorrect, eh, sir. Well,
1: no, I Rich, did not. Uh, you okay. were, you, Rich, you were in the, in the minority. You were in the one percent that didn't love the Backstreet Boys when they That's were right. popular. So, and
2: here's the here's the person who came up with this whole thing right here. Just joined us. It was a great idea. If Mr. you Kyle do Perkins.
0: not sing, I want it that way. You have something very, very wrong.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, it's one of those earworm songs. And here, look at this. And Mike Twitter says, and I'd see him again if I've had the chance.
0: Right. Oh. And isn't one right. of them from Kentucky anyway, Rich? I, oh, think I don't so. know. Is he?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so I get all those confused. I think the guy, the the taller guy with the mustache type thing, I think he might be from Kentucky. So I, I, I have no idea either. I don't know. I, I, I don't did either. go
1: to, I did see NSYNC Live when I was like in middle school. Wow. So I gotta admit that. But Okay. Mm. You know. We're going to save yeah. our guilty pleasure songs for the end of the episode. Let's not give Those. it away. Let's not give it away here early in the episode or anything. All right, let's 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 start with our Stanley, Cat, Stanley Cup recap here. Wow. Colorado Avalanche, they win game six. What a game. They completely shut down Tampa Bay defensively in the third period. Suffocated them. Didn't let them get anything. Mm. Tampa didn't even have a shot on goal in the first 10 minutes of that period. It was just... It was magnificent yeah. to watch to see Tampa couldn't even get out of their own zone for so mm-hmm. much of that period. They put the clamps on them. It felt like Tampa was on the penalty kill for like the entire period. And then, even
2: though it was five on five,
1: even though it was five on five, <laughs> I will say, though, Nikita Kucherov, I thought he was going to beat Kemper that at that one point on that two on one. And I think he hit the post.
2: No. Yes. I think but other. Th-
1: but other than that, I mean, y- you saw more finger pointing uh, when it comes to the officiating. <sighs> it was Tampa fans were losing their minds. So were the players. I have never seen a back-to-back sports championship team lose their mental edge and their discipline oh, and their focus like Tampa did in that game. I just couldn't, be- couldn't believe it.
2: That's a that's a really nice way to put that, losing their mental edge. Because I saw it as a bunch of big babies is what it looked like to me, uh, who got their toy taken away from them personally. But um, that's just me. That's just me. I know there's a lot of people that like Tampa,
1: but what did you um, see, Kyle? First of all, what's up, Kyle? How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good. Doing happy to have you. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a little. I was a little tardy. I was dealing with youngins. Uh, yeah. So.
2: It's
1: all right. You get three yeah, tardies right. per three tardies per semester, and then it's detention for you. And this is uh, a new
2: semester, so <laughs> yeah, this is
1: season three premiere. Kyle, it's a new the, the last season's oh. over with in hockey, so our season's over as well. It's starting mm-hmm. a new season tonight on Catfish on Ice season
0: yes. three. Um, anyway. but what I saw was Colorado just outclassed everybody. Right, it, it was not even really close. It, it, it's kind of you know, I felt a little bit better whenever they were bodying, you know, some of the other teams they played on their way to the Cup. You know, well, I feel a little bit better. But when they came and just basically manhandled Tampa that way, it's like, okay, we got swept by this team. Mm-hmm. I don't feel so bad about it now. No. no.
2: Like, hey, we did, though. We did feel bad about it, though. I, st- I mean, st- we
0: felt real bad. I stopped, yeah,
2: feeling, I, I stopped feeling bad about the
1: sweep in the Western Conference Finals. When they were sweeping in Edmonton is when I stopped feeling
2: bad about it, yeah. personally. Yeah. I they mean, only lost four games. Four games. That is yeah. insane. There was a stat. I don't remember if y'all saw it. Like, that was – like, hadn't been done forever. There was, like, one other team that didn't lose – they lost two games or something. In, in the Probably Red
0: Cup. Wings or Canadians. Yeah, something. I think it day. might have been
2: Montreal. I don't remember, but – Just manhandle teams. Well, I
1: I wrote down some stuff here. Yeah, so the Avs went sixteen and four in the playoffs, nine and one on the road, gentlemen. Nine and one—that is just insane to look at, right there. Um, They had a—they had a bunch of come come from behind wins as well, Mm -hmm. including one against the Preds in Game Four. If you want to go back and think about it, the Preds had a three to two lead in the third period to avoid the sweep. And uh, Colorado scored like eight minutes into the third period, or something like that, to tie mm-hmm. it, and and eventually they won Game Four as well. But um, yeah, they had a bunch of come from behind wins, ten comeback wins in these playoffs, which tied even- tied an NHL record. But you know what's you know what's really cool about the Avs, though they truly are a quote unquote rags to riches story, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Oh Rich. yeah, they were bad. They Rick were epically rich. bad. Yep. Forty-eight point season. I did not realize they had that bad of a season. I didn't either. And, and not was, all that long ago.
2: Like it was twenty seventeen, maybe. I think it was. I don't remember sixteen right. or seventeen. I remember or seventeen. We yeah, for sure. It. Forty-eight points. You know how hard it is to only get forty-eight points
1: in a season. I mean, that's and now yeah. they're. And you know what? That's got to make you feel a little bit better as a Preds fan today to to, to see that you can go from being that bad. To being that good, if you yep. have a front office that is making really smart decisions like the Avs have done since that 48-point season, they mm. took care of their superstars like Nathan McKinnon, like Nico Rantanen, like Gabriel Landeskog. They paid Cal McCarr like they should have. They take care of their superstars. They draft smart. They've made some really effective offseason additions. In trades, including Nazem Kadri. I mean, they've just oh, made yeah. so many smart moves. If you go back and look at all all, all the different decisions they've made since Joe Sackick took over in the front office, <laughs> and then he goes against Jared Bednar as head coach. Yep. Stayed loyal to Jared Bednar. Did you After see where 48 a, point season? I saw another really cool stat uh, involving Jared Bednar. He is. The first coach ever to win a championship as a coach in the EHL, the AHL, and the NHL.
2: I did see that
1: going all yeah. the way back to 2009. He won a championship in the in the EHL. 2016, he won a, a championship in the AHL, and now 2022 NHL. So that's pretty cool. There, first coach to do cool. that in all three leagues. Um, and then on the other flip side of it. Corey Perry becomes the first NHL player
0: mm-hmm. to lose
1: three straight finals for three different teams. He loses two years in a row on different teams to the Tampa Bay Lightning, goes yeah. and joins the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then loses with that team that beat him two years in a row. Can you imagine?
2: I wouldn't even let him on the airplane to fly uh, home. He's already I would sent be like, hey, he's a- bus, pal.
1: He's already sent his resume in to the Colorado Avalanche. I no, promise sure.
2: you that. Some, no, the sure. ducks
0: are somebody. The ducks need to sign him back because then it's just not going to matter. <laughs> I mean. Right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So I I realized like I know a lot of people don't like him, and I usually try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But when you are um, standing in front of the goal and you take the goaltender's water bottle out of the holder and set it on the net, and then you knock it off, you're a child. You're nothing but a child. That is because that's what he did last night. He was did. You guys see that? I actually missed that. Yeah, he he's was a big leaning
0: freaking baby. He is a
2: ba- he is a baby.
1: I agree. He's well, a child. Speaking of that, and you know what? I can't defend the Tampa Bay Lightning anymore. Not even a like I. Coach. I really like Nikita Kucherov. I, I like Victor Hedman. There's a lot of players. I like really Braden. Like, I like Braden Point. There's a lot of players on that team I like, but they really lost a lot of respect for me and how they acted in game six. And it wasn't just Corey Perry. Let's talk about Pat Maroon, Rich's favorite player. I'm being sarcastic, but um, how in the hell? And first of all, the officials completely lost control of this entire series. It was one of the worst officiated Stanley Cups or professional championship in any major sport that I have ever seen. You're supposed to have the best of the best in yep. any championship in any sport, whether it's NBA, NFL, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to have the best officials. They lost complete control of this series. They you saw numerous bad calls affect both teams. Mm-hmm. I will say that the bad calls seem to have seemed to negatively impact the avalanche more than it did the Lightning, but the Lightning got some really bad calls against them as well. Mm-hmm. My point is the calls were terrible, but Pat yeah. Maroon completely lost his edge, mental edge. I'm going to use that term again because I do like that term. I'm going to use a that's, lot now. That's,
2: um, that's giving him a lot of credit. But know.
1: what was – I mean, how does he not get a five-minute misconduct <sighs> for that? I mean, he yeah. literally slashed at the back skate of – which player was it on the Avalanche?
2: Uh, Manson. I mean,
1: that could have been a serious injury there. Like if if he would have, if he would have connected in the right spot. Yeah, and then you saw, then you saw McDonough with that really violent, really violent boarding that was only called a two minute. Yep. I mean, just there's just no consistency. No consistency.
2: did you miss what Kucherov did then? Did you see that? Did you? I I yeah. did. I did I see Kucherov. I didn't like that either. He threw his like glove. I think he threw his
1: gloves at the equipment yeah. person on the bench or whatever. Like, and, and that was when it that, that was almost at the end of the game. That was when the net was empty and Tampa was scrambling. Yeah, right. And then, did you see where I think it was Stamkos
0: shot the shot- puck at the roof? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that's just what,
2: like it that, was a circus. It was a circus. It absolutely was. And I was actually a little proud of myself because I actually did put a tweet out that was had a lot, a lot of my feelings and pictures and things about this. I was like, yes, Avalanche, hoist that cup on Tampa's ice. And I actually started feeling bad. I deleted it, man. I was like, you know what? Those dudes are two-time Stanley Cup champions. They lost. I know they're upset. But. Well – Talking you know. about the,
1: uh, talk, talking about the trophy ceremony, which I mean, I get chills just thinking about it, not even being over dramatic here. I love watching. No, no, the, I, I love watching the Stanley cup ceremony.
2: It gives me chills right now.
1: And I love yes, seeing, I love seeing oh, the first player that holds up the Stanley cup and everything. It's always really cool. And, um, so <clears> seeing <throat> Gabriel Landeskog, who's a pretty likable player, honestly, uh, mm-hmm. hoist that cup up there. And then that was really cool. But, uh, when they were making the announcements and everything, I always like to see how many fans, is if it's in a, the opposing arena, yeah. like see how many fans stick around. And I'll, I'll give some Lightning fans some credit. There were a lot that stuck stu- mm-hmm. uh, stuck around, watched the ceremony. Uh, in the background, it looked like a lot of them were still having a good time and being good sports. Um, you saw – re- I heard a really cool chant in the arena um, still cheering on their team, and that's mm-hmm. really cool. Like, you know, that's yeah. really awesome. And I'm still thinking back to 2017 – um, when the Penguins won in Bridgestone Arena and also in game six. Ugh. And uh, it's so hard to watch the other team celebrate on your home ice. But Ugh. it is so oh, hard. Man. It is so hard to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. And they very closely won three in a row. So you still got to give your props to the Tampa Bay Lightning. For sure. Uh, you know, and then just I guess it doesn't you, happen.
2: Yeah, I guess everybody saw that. Colorado, it took them all of like 15 minutes to put a dent in the Stanley Cup. Um,
0: Albay <laughs> when he fell, yeah, like it. yeah, he fell. And did and you see McKinnon's face? No, what did he do? I did. I missed watch, it. The, watch the video. You see McKinnon behind him, and he's like, he's like, oh, well,
2: I yeah. think if you remember, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, Tampa Bay dented the top part,
0: yeah, the cup. cup. I, I'm pretty sure Maroon did that. Well, there you go. Problem.
2: It sounds like he, something or, he was. was it? I, I don't was either maroon
0: or calorne? one or the other.
2: <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, they'll fix it. That cup's been through worse than that. I mean. It survived
0: Ovi. It can survive about any. Right? The
2: month of Ovi, yeah. I mean, yeah. people eat food out of it. I read somewhere it got left in a cab one time. Um, I mean, just, you know. Just all sorts of things. It's, it's Matthew Joseph
0: ate uh, Putin out of it. Yep, I remember. Yep, I remember seeing that. Yep. Copious amounts of beer and Phil Kessel's hot dogs. <laughs> people put their people put
2: their babies in it. I've seen pictures of that. They put their baby in the cup and take a picture. It's all sorts of stuff. Anyway, uh Cal- I hope it
0: gets cleaned really well. That's just, uh,
1: let's about. hope. Uh Kale McCarr. I mean, they're hockey players. Come on, they don't. They're not worried about sanitation. No. Uh, Kale no, McCarr, no. Kale McCarr wins the Conn Smythe. Uh, pretty much. We saw that coming. I mean, the guy was just, he really, really <clears throat> took it to another level this sure. season. And it just, Absolutely he, he reached the pinnacle in these playoffs. Uh, if you, if you weren't going to give it to him, then you would have given it to Nathan McKinnon probably. But, um, money put out a really cool, they ranked all their goalies, over the entire playoffs. And how about Connor Ingram coming in ninth place Uh, out of all their lists? Igor Shosturkin was their top-ranked goalie. Andre Vascolevsky was second. Jake Ottinger was third. But if you go all the way down, this will throw you off. I knew I was going to have to go way down to find Mr. David Riddick, but I did not expect David Riddick to finish ahead of Darcy Kemper on this list,
0: according to Money Kemper had some struggles now. I mean, he did some struggles, if, for sure. Just riddle me this: If Colorado goes out and signs, say Jack Campbell, mm,
1: it, game what over. What kind
0: of monster?
1: Why? Why? We don't even need to play the season next year if they do that.
2: It'll yeah, be pointless. Sure. Thought it was bad this year. I mean that's crazy.
1: That was the only reason why Tampa had a puncher's chance to get it to six and almost got it to seven games and 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 came back from three one was mm-hmm. Andre Vasilevsky was the X factor. For he sure. was he sh- Vasilevsky showed in my opinion that he's still the best goalie in the world. It's not Igor Shosturkin not yet. Vasilevsky still had not he's yet. still on top. Vasilesky's still on top of that mountain. He kept he the is. Tampa Bay Lightning in that series. Did everything he could to keep that game within reach in game six. But Darcy Kemper, Mm -hmm. he gave up another really soft goal in game six. It was off a, it was off a Colorado turnover in their Mm -hmm. own zone, but still Kemper gave up some softies in this series. Whereas Vasilevsky got, we already know how it feels to get berated by the Colorado Avalanche. Just ask our guy, Connor Ingram. Oh yeah, for sure. But Vasilevsky did what he could. And, If there is anyone who can steal a series away from Colorado, it's definitely Andre Vasilevsky. He did everything he could, Mm -hmm. but it's just not enough. That's how that's how potent Colorado is. You just saw it so clear how it was really what was really big about Game Six, though, was Colorado leaned on their defense this time Mm -hmm. around. They reminded everyone they're not just an offensive juggernaut; they're actually a really damn good defensive team as well.
2: Yeah, for sure, they definitely showed that. Speaking of Darcy Kemper, man, like you gotta, I'm I'm kind of happy for that dude because he, you know, he was in Arizona, and we know what could have happened if he would have wound up staying in Arizona. And look at him now, man; he's a Stanley Cup champion, mm-hmm. All, albeit he he did struggle. And I did find it a little weird <clears throat> when they were talking, like I, the ceremony, they really didn't make much mention of um, Franco's, the the backup goaltender. That dude played amazing when he had to. Like, I think I think they left a little bit off. You're defense. right. I agree with that. that. Dude, and when, when Kemper was out, I remember that guy like playing really well. He played yeah. really well in Game Three against the Preds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Think about sure. think about it in Game Three when Kemper goes out um, in that game, and Fr- Francois comes in. Let's say that he's just completely unprepared and not ready in the in the Preds put a few goals past him or whatever. He gives a couple weak goals by and somehow the Preds steal game three and it's a two one mm-hmm. series. I mean, yeah. it, it changes a lot. Yeah. Francis played a big role in this yeah. and he shouldn't be overlooked yeah, for, for sure. sure. Um, early odds are already out next season for uh, Stanley <laughs> cup favorites. Of course, Colorado is four to one Tampa lightnings, 15 to two. They're, they're the top two, mm-hmm. as you would expect. You've got three teams who have the third most best odds to win the Stanley Cup next year. You guys want to take a guess who those three teams are?
2: I'm going to say one of them is uh, New York Rangers. Uh,
1: you're close, but not correct. Okay. Um, I will. I'll give you a hint. Okay. All, all three teams are Eastern Conference teams. Oh, uh, is Florida one of them?
2: Florida is definitely one of them. Um. It's not Toronto's not one of them is it Toronto is one of them is it really really yes so weird. that is so weird
1: and the other one is the Carolina hurricanes oh okay yeah I guess that makes sense uh the Preds are way way back at 50 to one imagine that
0: but they are kinda... who's do you see who's in front of them
1: uh yes I see Winnipeg I see Washington I see the Islanders I see the Los Angeles Kings the Dallas stars.
0: The Buffalo Sabres, the Detroit Red Wings.
1: I'm looking at I must be looking at a different sports book. They're all gonna be different. Yeah. But um the one I'm looking at the Buffalo Sabres are still pretty far back. Which one are you looking at right now, Kyle? It has um, the Sabres ahead
2: of
0: Points Bet.
1: Okay. That's really surprising to put Buffalo ahead of Nashville. Dang.
2: Well, I think it's because of all this Forsberg stuff. Nobody knows what's going on. It's hurting them. It's sure. got to be hurting
1: them. We're about to get into that here. We're also, talk, talk about Nazem Kadri. He 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 told us what he was thinking, right? He basically – did you see the quote he had? <laughs> that was great. About no. basically you can all kiss my ass or whatever.
0: Oh, did he? Okay. Like how
1: he said out? He something to do with uh, people who said he was a problem for the for any team that would sign him. yeah. And then he, he also he someone also, <clears throat> someone shared a tweet that not uh, Kadri sent out back in June of 2016. All it said was one day with a period, which is probably referencing one day I'll win a Stanley Cup.
2: Yeah, I will give him I will give him credit. Like he's really seemed to clean up his act this year, and I don't know if I'm assuming it's on purpose because everybody hates him. But uh, he he's really he he's really played a lot different than he had in the well, past, I think <clears throat> which he, is good.
1: I think he gained a lot of new fans this year.
2: Yeah, I think he was
1: fu- he was very fun to watch in these playoffs and scored some mm-hmm. really clutch goals yes, for the Avalanche. Did. All right, so once again, big congrats to the Colorado Avalanche. Um, let's move along here to some really. Big news that just came out today. We got to see a little bit more details into the negotiating room when it comes to Philip Forsberg and David Poyle. We've been waiting for months and months now to hear more details on what's going on behind the scenes. All we've really heard is these very generalized statements of, oh yeah, both sides want to get a deal done. And Forsberg definitely definitely wants to come back and, but it's still a business. We've just heard a bunch of generalized terms. Now we've actually got some meat to the bone. Thanks to Frank. Thanks to Frank Saravelli on daily face off. You got to go check it out. But they talked about it, and basically, it sounds to me like Forsberg's side is very much willing to take way less than Roman Yossi-type money, which is a little over $9 million per year. What do you think – we'll go to Kyle first. Yeah. What do you think about this latest news we're seeing here about how Forsberg's demands aren't all that outlandish if this turns out to be true?
0: If that's all he wants, why hasn't he been signed? If he's yeah. wanting low 8s like that said, why? I just I don't understand. There's you're not getting that value for a player at low eights anywhere else in the league right now. Nazem Kadri, comparable player, probably going to make in the tens. I mean, just at least 9. I mean, yeah, you look That's what he, what's around. If Goudreau, if Goudreau no. comes out, you're looking at 11, 10-11. Yeah. If Forsberg is willing to take low eights, I'll I ask, when do you want to sign? Do we need to meet up? Can I bring yeah. bring you a fresh pen? there uh, you go. <laughs> what kind of Made water of do you want? Uh, just... Do you want to roll out every welcome wagon we uh, we have to for that yeah. contract.
1: Yeah, I mean, this just tells me that David Poyle is playing hardball here for whatever reason, and, you know, you've heard some speculation that is it, it, are they getting tied up on a no-move clause because we know Poyle doesn't like to hand those out. Um, is that what's holding everything up? Does Forsberg want, want protect, more protection in that to where he's not going to be just shipped off? out of nowhere halfway through this contract or something like that. Maybe Poyle wants more leverage on that end of it by not handing out a no-move clause. I don't know. But Poyle doesn't hand those out very often at all. He gave one to Pecorine. He gave one to Roman Yossi, but he doesn't hand them out very often. So I don't know. That's, that's, That's all I can really understand from it. But I will say that if something happens here and Poyle loses Forsberg, then I don't see how he's kept his general manager. It will be one of the biggest um, oh, yeah. gaps I've ever seen from a general manager in in hockey if, if he lets this get away. And what kind of reputation do you send to future p- potential free agents out there if these if these numbers are correct, what Forsberg is asking for, it's a very team friendly um, asking price very fair asking price the market suggests he's that's a very fair asking price what kind of message does that send to future free agents including free agents in this current off season? why would someone want to come sign here long term if they see what this front office how they treated their all-time leading goal scorer i mean yeah, i wouldn't I, mean, I wouldn't want to come play here if i yeah, was a free you, agent
2: you you you're thinking the exact same thing i was going to say like He's making – like, Poyle is making things very – either he's going to be leaving soon, next year or something, I don't know, but he is making things very difficult for himself and for the organization because it's exactly like you said. You want to get – you want to try to entice somebody like Debrinket or posternak or, you know, Kyle mentioned Nazem Qadri, you know, Johnny Gaudreau. Why, why would they want to do that? Why would they want to come here when they can go somewhere else? Like Pasternak could stay in Boston. You know, he's everybody there loves him. You know, he, he can pretty much write his own ticket. Like he, he's just David Paul is just making things hard on himself. And we were talking a little bit before you came on, Kyle. We were like, the patience is where. Like we usually, usually um, are it's very they, fair. We're very fair with David Poyle. That is a yeah. that is a good way to put it. And and that is running out pretty quickly. Unless there's something we don't know. There might be something we don't know too, but so yeah. after I want to ask you guys this
1: after seeing this news from Frank Saravelli and, and kind of get some details, do you feel more confident that Poyle's gonna cave in and they're gonna get a deal done maybe at the maybe a day before free agency opens, maybe at the last hour? they will get something figured out. It, we've seen it happen to other teams before where they 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 finally get the free agent signed before that, that player hits free agency, like right the day before mm-hmm. it's happened. So I, I actually feel as, as angry as this report makes me that this hasn't already been figured out by now, if that's all he's asking for, I actually feel slightly more confident that David Poyle is going to cave in they're they're maybe they're closer than we realized on a deal. They're gonna figure this out. David Poyle's not going to let Forsberg slip away. He has to be smarter than that.
0: It's at this point, it's just kind of ridiculous. I mean, you look Landis Cog did this last year. Yeah, that's He's, the player I was signed, thinking
1: of. That was the that was the previous example I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah he
0: signed the day before free agency ended, but it's man, yeah, it, it's it's pretty obvious that philip wants to stay it's mm-hmm. if he's willing to take low eights i mean why yeah his best his best friend is commenting on every single <laughs> predator's social media post sign phil now sign phil now and that would be the great tight end mr george kittle for sure but, yeah I, I i
2: read that today and i i I I had no words. I just, I couldn't even believe what I was reading. Like like I said, unless there's something that we don't know, which that's always obviously possible. Like the public isn't going to know, but I think now that this is out, that kind of like forces Poyle's hand a little bit. I think, you know, he's like, Oh crap, man. I really need to, I'm gonna have to do something here or like it could, I mean, like I, I really do feel that that's grounds for him being fired. I'm sorry, but yeah. (laughs)
1: Poyle has already been pretty honest, brutally honest, that he also wishes that this would have been done way sooner and that he's mm-hmm. not pleased at all that it's drug on for this long and whatnot. I'm sure he's looking back on how he's dealt with this whole situation and probably wish, wish, wishing that he would have handled it differently as well because all he did was make it harder on himself by kicking the can down the road and letting yeah. this thing linger. All it did was give more leverage to Philip Forsberg, but now it turns out Forsberg's not even asking for all that much. It's just mm-hmm. – I think they're going to get it done. But let's go ahead and be hypothetical here and and talk about what the ripple effect will be for the Nashville Predators if Philip Forsberg does not sign here. What <laughs> does that mean for next season in terms of what is the roster going to look like is the team going to take a drastic step backwards in terms of being down there with the Arizona Coyotes in the central division or the Chicago Blackhawks? Or, or do you think that David Poyle actually just goes completely bonkers on the free agency market, trying to correct fix, fill the void, if you will.
2: Fill the void. I get you.
1: Oh yeah. That's actually, uh, they can turn that into a (laughs) Um, t-shirt. But yeah. Um, That's what I feel like is going to happen if he loses Forsberg. He's not going to just go down quietly and be like, "Oh well, I lost Forsberg, so now I'm just not going to do anything this offseason." No, I actually think he'll just go out and try to get a replacement for Philip Forsberg, and he'll still try to make the team super competitive next year, even without Philip Forsberg. But
2: for this for this tough. team to
1: actually, but for this team to actually improve on <laughs> what they did this past season and actually make it past the first round of the playoffs, possibly. They got to keep Philip Forsberg and sign another big offensive upgrade. They got to have both happen. I don't think they can lose Philip Forsberg and make a big enough upgrade to this roster to be better than last year without Philip Forsberg in the picture.
0: That's a lot to make up. Yes, it is absolutely.
2: And and without Phil, that and and we knew they needed another pretty big offensive weapon. Trying to land two big offensive weapons in one, you know, one free agency period. That's that's and that's that's, that's, that's also
1: that's also a lot of chemistry you have to, to have to yeah. replace if because you're basically losing the heart and soul of your team. Uh, outside yeah. of Roman Yosi, of course. I mean, you're you're losing yeah. like your cat, your offensive catalyst, basically outside of Roman Yosi. So I just don't know how you come back from that. Immediately, even if you do make a big free agency splash, I still don't see how you immediately come back from that. So I think that the Preds will take a massive step backward
2: mm-hmm. without
1: Philip Forsberg. And if I was David Poyle, I would use that extra cap space without – if I lose if I lost Philip Forsberg and I was David Poyle, I would use that extra cap space to acquire young talent and I would mm-hmm. go fully in, all in, to a – I mean, he calls it competitive rebuild all the time. That's fine. But I would go ahead and accept the fact that we are going to be a very, very, very young and raw team next year. I'm going to load up on young talent, inexpensive talent, cheap contracts, keep propping up the youth that got a lot of action last year, and I'm just going to deal with the consequences. But I would not be very tempted to go out and take on more long, risky, expensive contracts on top of losing Philip Forsberg. That could be even more catastrophic.
2: Yeah, for sure. Justin said you have to do a ton of stuff to somewhat replace and still need a second line forward and top four D-man.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: AJ, AJ Evans in here. Hey, what's up, AJ? Well, they are at a crossroads, and he asked the question, even if a young guy might be an RFA
0: just yeah. whatever
2: get yeah i think like if like i agree with what you said like if they can't get philip forsberg just take all that money and get like four or five talented you know younger guys that you don't have to pay eight million dollars a year and just
0: uh-huh. build on that i
2: guess i mean i don't know what else you can do because you're you're gonna have a hard time landing a big name i think so. I totally agree. What do you think, Kyle? If you lo- if they lose Philip Forsberg, what do you think the
1: path forward is? What do you think they should do?
0: Well, you've got two choices really. You're either going to have to moneyball it and try mm-hmm. to make up his production through a couple of guys, um, and then otherwise you're going to have to make a swing at somebody. You're going to have to make a swing for posternock. You're going to have to make a swing for make an offer sheet at somebody or something if he's still wanting to try to be competitive. Which you know um, he
1: will. You know that's yeah. what he's going to do. He's not going to just go quietly. Which I'm not I'm not telling him to. I'm not saying he should just, like, give up on Ooh. the offseason if he loses Forsberg. But I also don't want to have a knee-jerk reaction where he goes mm-hmm. out and makes a couple other bad signings on top of losing Forsberg. Then suddenly he sets this franchise back five, six, seven years. Uh you've got to be productive somehow if you Mm -hmm. lose Forsberg. And I think the best way to be productive and still continue forward with what you've been building for the past couple seasons, and that Mm -hmm. is making this team younger, making this team faster. It's so, it was so painfully clear watching these playoffs, how slow, how slow the predators are. I love that they're a hard hitting team. I love that they, that they fight and they, they get under the skin of the opponent that's all well and good, but this team cannot hang with the speed teams. It's so clear. So no. we got to get younger, we got to get faster. We have to. Yep.
0: And they don't have to lose any of that to do that. You mm-hmm. look at I've been calling since the season ended for the preds, don't do the traditional fourth line. You look at a lot of the teams that go deep in the playoffs anymore. They don't have that big slow fourth line anymore. They've got four skill lines. Maybe yeah. one checking line, which Nashville has. Nashville has yeah. their checking line. It is well defined who that is. Everybody knows. Run three skill lines and then one rough and tumble line. And I like it. I,
2: I mean, I think that's a good a very good idea. Yeah, for well, sure. You got to get
1: younger. You got to get faster. Mm-hmm. Cody Glass is going to have a lot to say about that next yeah. year when he gets in the lineup. Uh is going to. We expect him to right. get even better yeah. and keep improving. Um, so, so yeah, they've yeah. already got some pieces to do that. Yakov trennan fits into that. He can. He can keep getting better and better. They've got pieces. They've got young pieces in place that had really good seasons. We got to see where Tanner Janos is going to fit into the lineup next year. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance he gets a top six role next year after the way he played. We'll see.
2: What are they going to do with Luke Conan I mean, yeah. All well, nine
0: yards. I mean, I know. Right? I mean, there's lots just, of
1: – We got like, plenty of time to think about all that stuff,
0: but – Yeah. Well, apparently they – he's not high on the list of getting re-signed because you've seen Glass get his contract and a few Weird. others here and there. So. I'm
2: expecting – Yeah, I'm expecting – very soon we're going to be hearing you know your matt benning's gone your (laughs) you know all those guys are just going to be your your nick cousins is gone you know all those
0: and no hard feelings to either of those two guys Mm -hmm. no for sure
2: but just something big's on the horizon and we're just going to have to hopefully poil, um make some moves you know he admitted he admitted that he did not give John Hines, the team that he needed to win, and um, I think Poyle's on the clock right now. I think so.
1: Well, all I can yeah. say is every day. All I can say is every day when I wake up, I do the yep. whole social media scrolling like we all do when we wake up in the morning, and I'm always expecting to see a big tweet out there from one of the big press sources that says Philip Forsberg has been resigned. And I keep having to wait.
2: <laughs> one day, <sighs> maybe one day, maybe tomorrow. All right. maybe. Who knows?
0: <laughs>
1: All right, this is episode one thirty-five of Catfish on Ice, presented by DraftKings. Go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app and hit promo code THPN. We're about to do our top ten way too soon power rankings, guys, for next season. Mm. Fun, who fun. wants to who wants to start us off at number ten?
2: I'm. I'll start off with number ten. So I think throw a I, team out there. I, I will. I think this team's going to be a lot better next year just because they got a new coach and that's Vegas. Oh, I Vegas, think they're going to be.
1: Vegas is yeah. in my top ten, but they're not. They're not that far oh, back. Yeah. I got them even higher. I put Vegas. At, really. I put Vegas at number eight on my list. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think. They've obviously got some talented players, and Bruce Cassidy is like he's kind of a no nonsense type coach. Um, I don't think he'll put up with any crap from anybody, and I think he'll whip them into shape mm-hmm. for sure. And they, and they, they do have some cap problems
1: to work through this offseason, though. That's true, too. I've i seen some possible, they're definitely going to have to lose a really important core player this offseason from what I've read. Um, not really sure who that might be. I think I saw Pacioretty might be one of the players they might lose. Oh, wow. um, if they can't afford him, I've actually read some of their um, some of their local articles. Uh, Sin Ben is one of, is a good one I follow when oh, I yeah. need to get some good Vegas content. And they were talking about how Vegas has a lot of cap situation to figure out. They're going to be very very tight to get under the cap, so they might lose a player too, but. I think last season was a little bit of a fluke for them, and I actually think they're going to be right back in the thick of things we're, next year. weren't they were
2: They were the ones that traded for Shea Weber, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. But that that yeah. was for cap relief to though. try to get yeah to try to get some of that. Yeah, cap money. that's crazy. So my yeah,
1: or... my number ten team for my way too soon power rankings for next season is the Minnesota Wild. I got it coming in at number ten. Uh. They 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 really had a huge letdown in these first rounds of the playoffs. A lot of people thought that they were going to make a strong push in this postseason. They were a major disappointment. They lost to the St. Louis Blues in the first round. Uh, but they still put up 113 points, 53 wins, 22 losses, seven overtime losses. But most of their core team is going to be back next season. Mm-hmm. The, the big one that they might lose is Kevin Fiala. He's in the, he's in uh, trade circles out there. And then they might – I don't know if Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be back with them, but other oh, than that, yeah. other than that, most of their team is expected to come back. So I expect the Minnesota Wild to really be the second-place challenger in the division to the Colorado Avalanche in the Central the Division. The only I,
0: thing that's going to hurt them is they are going to be absolutely screwed on cap. Oh, that's right. Because both of those buyouts are going to hit them mm. this coming season. That's right. I there. forgot about that. For sure.
1: But they're still a very highly offensively skilled team. Oh, They've, yeah. Cam Talbot is a very underrated goaltender, in my opinion, in this league. He's a very strong goaltender. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they. I got them at number 10. Who's your number 10 team, Kyle, if you're going to throw one out there?
0: I'm going to go with the Blues.
2: All right. All uh, right. I included them as well. They were number nine on mine.
0: Uh, They'll still be good, but I think they're going to slip a little bit farther. Um, Huso played really well from them this year uh, and he's gone.
2: Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: I heard that as uh, well. So you're going to have to depend on Bennington to be consistent all year. And I don't, I don't think he's that kind of guy. Let's compare him to like Nick Foles in the NFL. Nick Foles came in and won that Super Bowl, just like Bennington came in and won that Stanley Cup. There at the mm-hmm. end of the season, didn't have to do the grind of the whole mm-hmm. regular season. That's true.
1: Yeah, That's- I don't really, tr- I don't really trust Jordan Bennington.
0: I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think he's the guy for all year. I, I, I really don't.
1: He's one of those yeah. goaltenders. His stock shot way up, and everyone thought he was the next great young goaltender. Almost kind of like how we're foaming at the mouth over Igor Shosturkin now. A lot of mm-hmm. people were putting Jordan Bennington in that same type of category when he first came onto the scene when the Blues won that Stanley Cup. But I, they're they're definitely going to be major players in the Central Division. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually don't have the St. Louis Blues in my top ten. Believe it or not, not really. my number nine team is the Toronto Maple Leafs.
2: Mm, I have them on mine.
1: I mean, I just.
2: Just sooner, eventually soon, it's gonna happen. Sooner or, right?
1: <laughs> sooner or later they gotta get over the first round hump, right? I mean, it's gotta happen sooner or later. I mean, they've got they've you look at their roster and it's just like, how is this team not I able to get out of the first round? It is such it's it's yeah. comical, it's very comical, but I do really feel bad for their fans. Um because yeah. that is such a passionate fan base. But yeah. I mean, they literally had the Tampa Bay Lightning on the ropes in the first for round. Sure. They could have knocked him out in game six. Yep. Yeah. It's just – but they're going to they be back.
2: And they came out swinging. They're going to be back. They're going to be back next
1: year, though. They're going to be back next year. They'll still be a great regular season team. They're going to pile up the points. I'm sure mm-hmm. they'll be um, pushing for a President's Trophy even possibly. Uh, they'll be back next year. They're going to be good next year. So, I got them at number nine.
2: Yep, yeah, that's a good one. Right. I got them
0: down there as well, and uh, mainly for the reason of they're losing their goalie most likely. So
1: Jack Campbell, yeah. 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 They got to figure totally. that out. Mm. Who's your – so let's get to number eight. I already said I have number eight, the Vegas Golden Knights. Who's y'all's number eight?
2: I put Edmonton. I think they're another one that's just, you know, that it was unfortunate. <clears throat> All these good teams, it was unfortunate that they had to go up against <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche. Like, no, nobody stood a chance against those guys, but, you know – Hey, no.
1: You are getting no sympathy from me for any team that <laughs> lost to the Colorado Avalanche. No sympathy from me.
2: I mean, it's crazy. The the teams that you know, great teams that they just decimated. Ed, Edmonton so, has to get a goalie before anyone's
1: going to take true. them serious. As far as no, Mike
0: Smith forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mike Smith's going to be fifty and still being net. I don't know how old he is now. How old is he now? Like forty one or something? Forty one or forty two. Yeah, it's, we're going to be eight years from now, and Mike He's, Smith's going to be the backup goaltender for the Preds or something. I don't know, something ridiculous.
2: Oh <laughs> I don't even want to hear that. But, yeah, that's uh, a good
1: point. Yeah, they definitely need to get a goaltender
2: <coughs> for sure.
1: That's one of those teams where if they could check that major box of having a goaltender, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it could make yeah. all the world's difference for them. That's why you do feel kind of good as a Preds fan, and you always remain hopeful, at least I do. Means mm-hmm. yeah. we've got that box checked. Mm, we've got yeah. UC Soros. We gotta yep. figure out a way to build around that. But mm-hmm. we at least we've got that very difficult box checked off.
2: Yep. We don't have a 41 year old goaltender.
1: <laughs> uh did you say your not who is your number eight?
0: Who is your number eight, Kyle? I had the, the wild there.
1: Okay, there for, you go. Uh, so for a we're, we're all kind of in the same ballpark here with our first no, but, three. Yeah. We're all kind of pretty close to each other. Okay, let me go to number seven. My number 17 is the Calgary Flames.
2: Hmm, I, I had but, them a little higher, but yeah. But it's
1: very contingent on them getting Johnny Goudreau back.
2: Yeah. But, I yeah, for sure. But
1: I do think – here's the thing about Calgary – um they they they're a better version of the preds. Like they're a high, more a highly skilled version of the preds. They play very similar, but they just have more offensive talent and more superstar scoring players, but I just think of them the same way in a sense of for them to get to that next level of being a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, I just they need to prove a little bit more to me. But once again, that's another team that has that box checked off of having a great goaltender uh, mm-hmm. with Markstrom. So um yeah, they're another team that's gonna be right there in the thick of things in the Western Conference. So I'll put them at number seven.
2: Yep. I put um, Carolina at number seven. Which normally s- Whoa, yeah. Well, I'm not they're that oh, that's, far That's back. who
0: I've got there too.
2: Wow. I'll get there. I'll get there. Wow. So they dumped. You know they got they got Freddie Anderson and he got hurt, but he also got hurt when he was in Toronto and didn't play in the playoffs. Um, I think they might be losing a couple of people. I think there was some talk about they might be getting rid of Trocheck and some other guys. I just the, think,
1: I, I think uh, Niederreiter is on there uh, as yeah, well.
2: That might have been another one. Yeah, which so is uh,
1: some people have mentioned Niederreiter and Preds targets. Like as far as a good target for the Preds. I've seen oh, wow. Trochek I've actually seen Trochek mentioned with the Preds as well.
2: I actually wouldn't mind that. I don't think Yeah, I don't know. But both yeah, both I just players. both both very good players. But I just think, you know, I mean, they're obviously an awesome team and they're so fast, but they just can't get over that, you know, that hump or whatever.
0: So number
2: seven. Wow. They are just
0: like Toronto. They are an excellent regular season team. There you go. There you go. Mm. That's the long and the short of it. They just
1: right. can't. Rich already brought up the Edmonton Oilers in his top ten. Where did you have the Oilers, Rich? Eight? I did, eight, yeah. I've got the Oilers at number six. We already kind of talked about them. I do, mm-hmm. have, them a little bit, I do have them a little bit higher than you guys, but my main reason is, I mean, they're, yeah, they – if they didn't, if they did, well, that, yeah. But if they didn't run into um, the Colorado Avalanche, then you know what? I mean, they probably are the second best team in the Western Conference this past year, at least for yeah. going off the playoffs. And, and even gonna... though, and even though they got swept, <laughs> even though they got swept, they did actually play the Avalanche pretty tight for a couple of those games. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they were just blowouts every game. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, keep, it. I think they're. Gonna... they're I think they're a Stanley Cup winning quality type of team. They're just missing that one piece of goaltender. If they can figure out a way to get a a goaltender, I don't know who they would look for this offseason or who they can get or if they're in the market for um, a goalie this offseason. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Then you better watch out. They're they're right up there with Colorado. They just got to answer that goaltender question. So I still got them at number Mm. six. I still got a lot of respect for them.
2: I wonder if they're going to keep Evander Kane. Ugh, that's until one he player got, I don't have respect for. But, until you know. he got suspended, he was actually playing pretty well. <laughs> if you look yeah. at it, just look at his – I know nobody likes him, but – He had know. a lot of playoff goals. He he scored yeah, a lot for sure him in did. the playoffs. He did. Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: Who, all right, who's at number six for you guys?
0: Go ahead, Kyle. I'm going to take the Vegas Golden Knights.
2: Oh, there seems. you
0: go. Uh, a lot of unknowns coming in there. Can they stay healthy? Can they get under the cap? New coach. Uh, I really like their coach. I think Cassidy's a great hire for them. Uh, Probably bring a little... Yeah. um, I think he'll bring a lot of system and calm to that team. So, Mm -hmm. I I think that could bode really well for them. For sure. I put them sort of in the middle of the list because they can go either way. They could go... They could be one of your top tier teams, or they could be one of the teams that's like, oh man, they should be a lot better than they are like they were this year. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think out of all the coaches, out of all the coaches that they stuck in the big mixing bowl and picked up, you know, they just move them to different teams. He would he would definitely be like the top one out of all of them that I would want. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Boston fan. He's a really good coach. I mean, he yeah, he's really good. He just kind of, I don't know something just didn't gel right in Boston, but he still, you know, they got to the final. I, I
1: think, yeah, I think Vegas is going to go the other direction next season as well. They're definitely going to be a playoff team again. They barely missed the playoffs this year. Um, they're they're going to be back. They, they, they've got too much talent. They've got, mm-hmm. I, I think they made a huge upgrade at head coach with, with Cassidy. Uh, they've, they've still got the talent, Mark Stone, uh, is, is a big one. Um, and then mm-hmm. you're expecting Jack Eichel to, uh, he'll be back, right? What, what's his contract yeah. look like? Yeah. yeah he'll be back. I think he's
0: still got several more years.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I think they'll be back. They'll be good. All right. Keep number the reason
2: f- why they're in their spot there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Number, number five, let's get into my top five here. I'm going to list them off real quick. Let's just do All our, right. we'll each run through our top fives here. Yep. Let me run through my top five. All right. Number five, I got the Florida Panthers. They'll be back. And that they were talking about another regular season team that chokes in the playoffs. We're just sensing a recurring theme here with a lot of these Eastern Conference teams. Number, you're you're about to see a really heavy lean towards the Eastern Conference in my top five here. For sure, number four, I got the New York Rangers. I could see the New York Rangers winning a Stanley Cup next year. I really do. They showed me something this past playoffs. Yeah. I know they, I know they fell apart. Maybe they just weren't quite ready for that big moment against Tampa. But with Igor Shosturkin in net and with that kid line that, that's so fun to watch, and they're, they're the perfect example of a very young team that's going to keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And they showed at these past playoffs that they're just maybe a season or two away. Watch for them to be major, major players for the Stanley Cup next year. Uh, number three, I put the Tampa Bay Lightning. I didn't put them at number two. I think they're still going to be good next year. But I think their reign of terror is officially over. Let's hope. I can only hope. Number two, (laughs) I got a team that you guys just blatantly disrespected. I got the Carolina Hurricanes at Uh, number
2: two. Man. I really do.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Golly. I think they're the Eastern Conference version of the Avalanche. They're not quite as good as the Avalanche because they don't have a Nathan McKinnon, but they've got some superstars. They got some really yeah. good players and you're right. They might lose a couple role players, but I don't know. I'm taking a stab at it. I know that's not, I know that's kind of a bold, it's right. hot, I know that's a little bit of a bold, hot take, but I've got, I've got Carolina at number two. And then obviously I have the Colorado Avalanche at number one. Yeah. Um, that, there you go. That's my way too early top 10. All right. Yeah. Top five from you, Rich.
2: All right. So I had Calgary at number five, and then I put uh, Florida at number four. Um, I don't know. They're kind of weird. Weird team. Played really well. Played <laughs> they, really well. And then just like, yeah. here's like, my, hey, everybody, here's my number four team, the Florida yeah. Panthers, the fourth best weird. team in the league, but they're weird. Yeah. They're weird. I mean, it's just weird. Like they played so well, and then they just came out and played horrible. They went like, like, they didn't score a power play goal till like, the 30th one or something. I don't remember where it was. No, it was... Um, something like that. So, number three, I have the Rangers. I really like them. I did hear today, though, that they t- there was talk about um, maybe trying to get rid of our Timmy Panarin. They weren't happy with uh, with his uh, playoff numbers, uh, his production. They and would be crazy to do that. I, I know. I agree. It's kind of weird, but that's... Yeah, I read it somewhere on, on Twitter, so... Um, And then number two is Tampa Bay. Hopefully their reign of terror is coming to an end, but they are, regardless of what happened there and my dislike for them, they're still an awesome team. So, um, and then Colorado, obviously number one. All right.
1: Top five for you, Kyle. Uh,
0: Number five, I'm going to go with, uh, I just went blank. Uh, the National I'm, Predators. National did Predators. You in say, did
2: you already say Calgary? Already
0: no, I haven't them? said Calgary. Oh. Uh, Florida. Mm. Florida fired their coach for some reason. Yeah, because they're weird. So I'm going <laughs> to throw them in there in uh, fifth. Uh, Calgary uh, put in fourth, and that is giving that they re-sign Johnny Gaudreau. Which uh,
1: I, I expect him to do that, though. Honestly, I think they're going to get Johnny Gujarros pre signed
0: I thought they
2: already did. Like, it came out that they did, and then apparently they didn't. I guess something happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, third, I'm going to put Tampa in third. Uh, they're getting a little older. Stamco's isn't quite as young anymore. They're obviously father grumpy young men. Is a, grumpy young men get off the line. <laughs> uh, so... Speaking of which, I'm going to put the New York Rangers in the number two slot because Father Time is on their side.
1: Father Time Uh, is on their side. I like it. That's a bold take there, Rangers at number two. I had them at number four. We're all on the same page here. We've all got the Rangers really, really high on our list.
0: um, Colorado, super high chance of a repeat. It gets sketchy after next year, though. uh Oh. Because then McKinnon's contract is done. Yeah. So they're going to oh, have to okay, cuz he's only on like a 6 million dollar contract.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy they got. I didn't know idea. that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, uh, well, but You're I just like Back when that I, truck up when I, when I was when I was compiling these rankings though, I was really starting to think about how the Eastern Conference has become a little bit more stacked than the Western Conference has in my opinion. Oh. Like where the Western Conference is a little top heavy now, where and the Eastern Conference is a lot more uh, balanced.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like you look at the bottom of the league, it's a lot of Western Conference teams.
1: A lot of yeah. mediocre, a lot of mediocre teams in the West, whereas the like, East is very, very even.
2: Like who who put up the biggest fight against T- uh, Colorado? It was St. Louis, right?
1: St. Louis, St. Louis took St. them to six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was
2: it. The rest of it was cakewalk for them, pretty much. Seems like. Sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, All right. Real quick in this exercise, give us, let's each say just ballpark, where would we rank the Predators right now? If we were going to rank all 32 teams, ballpark, where would we put the Predators? I'll start. I would put the Predators around 20. mm. 18 to 20. I think it's fair to put them somewhere in that in that neighborhood. If they lose Forsberg, then bump them back to like 23, 24, 25. They're going to be a really, really – they're not going to make the playoffs next year if they lose Forsberg. I don't care who they go out and try to replace and get. They're not making the playoffs next year without Phil Forsberg.
2: That's what we said last year, though. We said uh, the same. <laughs>
1: no, going into – hey, going into this time last year, we were talking about how the Preds – might barely sneak in the playoffs if everything breaks right. right. Actually, our prediction wasn't that far off because that's kind of what mm-hmm.
2: happened. That's exactly what happened, for sure. Where, where do, do you, you, have where, Kyle? Where do yeah, you think, Kyle? It what do you think?
0: Oh, I, absolutely, with the traditional 16th. Okay. <laughs> so just right good enough to not get right. a good draft
2: pick. Right in the middle. All right. <laughs> right, yeah, good enough to not get a good draft pick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's – if they get Phil – I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put them in the 15 to 10 range. Whoa! I will because they they showed it. They showed that they could do it this past season. Yeah, they, but can
1: they we play really well? But can yeah, we count on all these players having career years again, like they just I'm, did? Though that's yeah. what has me kind of freaked out.
0: If they have, have three quarters of those career years, if yeah. you know if. And, you, yeah, and you,
1: but you need some risers too. You need you need Tomasino to continue yeah. to improve his game. But that's you that's need a other. big
2: that's a big stretch though. Five to ten, like that would be tough. I, I'm I'm with you though, Kyle. I, I think you know middle of the road. You obviously if they don't get Forsberg, I'm going to go like like you said, Chad. It'll be twenty or, or worse. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. But
1: all right. This is episode 135 of Catfish on Ice. Tweet the show at Catfish Ice on Twitter. And let us know what your top 10 uh, power rankings would be right now. Where would you put the Predators? Let us know what you're thinking about Philip Forsberg. We've already gotten some really good comments on YouTube yep. tonight, so thanks for those comments from all of our friends that listen and watch the show. We appreciate you. Again, this is uh, Catfish on Ice, Hockey Podcast Network, DraftKings. Go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We'll have a brand new offer for you later this week from DraftKings, now that the Stanley Cup Finals over with. We will have to send you a new a new offer on the DraftKings Sportsbook using our promo code uh, THPN, so stay tuned for that. We'll be sure to tweet it out to you, and it'll be yes. also inserted into this episode later on.
2: For sure. Justin had a real good quick question. Um, how does Tampa perform if Point wasn't injured? That's the question I've had all series.
1: He would have made a difference. I don't know how. I don't know enough of a difference to actually win the series, but he would yeah. have made a difference. I think uh, he, might have. he. They definitely could have Possibly. used him. In, they could yeah. have definitely used him in Game Six.
2: Yes, that's what I was going to say. I I think if he might have been in, we might be watching some hockey tomorrow night. But um, yeah, unfortunately,
1: I just don't yeah. know if I just don't know if he would have been able to make a big enough difference to get yeah. past that. Yeah. Again, yep. I can't. I can't get over how good Colorado was defensively in that game six. I knew they were a good defensive team, but everyone just gets lost on the fact sure. that they're an offensive, uh, you know, powerhouse. But, but they showed they're a balanced team.
2: Yep, absolutely. And All right,
1: let's real quick. Let's bring up some cool news. Cody Glass gets a two uh, gets a two way contract.
0: Glasser, one
1: year deal. That was awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes to show you that the franchise is, um, very, very confident in glass and it's leaning towards what we've all kind of already speculated and expect. And that is that Cody glass should be on the opening night starting lineup. We would expect after seeing Please. this contract Please. <laughs> would love, I think a full year in the AHL did him so much good on a really mm-hmm. good admirals team. Um, I'm sure Kyle can expand on this better than I can, but, um, he, he had such a great year in the AHL and now we're hoping that he can even possibly provide some second power play unit help. Cause as, mm-hmm. as, as much as the press power play did improve last year, it's very, very, it's very, very predicated on the fact that the top power play unit had so much success. You need that second power play unit to get figured out. Hopefully Cody Glass is the, is the person for
0: that. I like it. Cody got a lot of his confidence back this year. Um, The kid was beat down when he got to Nashville. I mean, Mm -hmm. you look at his career path so far, he was this exceptionally talented youngster comes into a team that is really not gave a crap about developing anybody. (laughs) Uh, I mean, let's be honest, who has Vegas brought up through their system? Name one player they brought up through their system.
2: You're, you're absolutely right.
0: Exactly. You that, saw
2: what the, and you see what they do to someone like Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they obviously don't care much about.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So he was beat down from having awful, awful injury and everything else and no playing time. And then back and forth between Vegas and Henderson and just, he spent this whole year in Milwaukee, and he was the guy. He was the guy in Milwaukee. He was playing with confidence. He was leading that team. He was wearing a letter for that team. Uh, and, I really and, like what it says for the future of Cody Glass.
1: And for, and mm-hmm. for as much crap as we've given the Preds front office for a lot of their decisions they've made recently, they made a really smart decision that wasn't popular at the time. Like when, when the season yeah. started last year – I'll even throw myself in this. I was kind of a little thrown off by them yanking Cody Glass out of the lineup so quick because the season had just started. And so I've got to go ahead and say, you know what? You proved me wrong on this one. It ended up being a very brilliant and smart move. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll throw you some some props when props are deserved there. Uh, but good, good news for Cody Glass. I, I feel like he's an early candidate to have a breakout year next year. When I say breakout year, I don't mean like, Thirty goals and all this stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he could have his best season of his NHL career for sure, some, some, and kind some of break out a little bit. Yeah, some, some progression. progression. Yeah. So sure. yeah, good good he, stuff there. Really excited about him. What's going on, everybody? It's time to tell you about our sponsor, which us. is uh, DraftKings. Right now, it might be the off season for the NHL, but fret not because there's still plenty going on with the DraftKings sports book this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see our show notes for details on responsible gambling practices. And, of course you can have the risk-free bet up to $1,000 right now. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. We've got so much going on this offseason in other sports. We've got Wimbledon going on right now. We've got Nashville SC soccer. Everyone's into Nashville SC soccer. You've got Major League Baseball. You've got UFC events. So much to do with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So go do it now. Have a lot of fun. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And you can deposit and withdraw your winnings whenever you want. What more can you ask for? DraftKings Sportsbook promo code THPN for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Go take advantage of that right now. Barry Trot some finally he makes nice. a decision on what he's going to be doing at least for the next year going to take a year off from coaching guys. Uh, what does that mean in terms of his future with the Predators? If anything, does it mean that maybe Trot still wants to coach and he just didn't like what was out there? He was really Trot was really being linked to Winnipeg for to sure. the point to the point where I thought that's where he was going to go.
2: But yeah, they wanted him
1: real bad. Trotz said thanks, but no thanks. To much, I don't think I don't think Winnipeg was the only team he said no to.
2: Yeah, how much money was Winnipeg offering? It was a lot, right? Wasn't it quite a bit? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it was, but
1: hmm. but as far I I think it's a matter of when, not if Barry Trotz will eventually <clears throat> re- reunite with the Predators in a management role. Maybe not general manager, but maybe a consultant or something to do with the front office. Eventually, it's going to happen, I feel like. He loves this organization too much. He loves Nashville. He's a big part of the community. He still is. And eventually, I think it's more likely than not that he will eventually rejoin the Predators in some type of a front office role. Probably not in the next two years, but with this new ownership coming in, I could I could see the new owner. I, I could see Bill Haslam, the new owner, when he eventually starts pulling the strings and becomes the majority owner. I could see him making a strong sales pitch mm-hmm. to get to, to pluck Barry Trotz into a, a, a front office role.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah I agree, and I think it would be awesome to see to get him back. Um, the new owner, man, like if you listen to the little sound clips when he was interviewed, he sure did say all the right things. Uh, well he's, he's a politician. The- rich. He's
1: a politician. Well, that's, true.
2: that's true. I forgot about that part, but but man, like I've I've seen Herb Fritz once. I've never heard him speak. Um, you know, I saw him at Pecorine's uh when they retired his number. That's the only time I've ever seen him. But this dude, he's saying good stuff, and hopefully, like it was it's uh- not just politicians speak. We kind of talked
1: about it in the last episode when we first reacted to all this news, but it bears yeah. repeating. The yes. previous ownership group, which was like spread across 16 different owners, mm-hmm. they were very very out of touch with the actual fan base and, and as far yeah. as, you know, getting out there and talking to the fan base and yeah. and and getting into the hockey side of things, they just were very very they yeah. did, like it was hard to even see them. You didn't even really know what was going on. Now yeah. a lot's about to change with Bill Haslam as the owner. He's gonna. He's already shown yeah. us really quick that he's gonna be a very vocal owner. Right. He's gonna be in the news a lot. He's gonna be in the media a lot.
2: And to and bring it back around, refreshing. Hopefully, he can get Barry Trotz <laughs> into some kind of role with the Predators. Like, hopefully, he's gonna make some changes and and get some stuff done and. And we'll see some some new faces and uh, fresh perspective, hopefully. But so. I'm,
1: I'm I'm happy for Barry Trotz that he's going to take mm-hmm. a year off from hockey. I have so much respect for the man. He's such a good person. He's a philanthropist. He does so much work in the community. I want to I want I want to see him take a year off. He he was done wrong by the New York <laughs> Islanders in, in in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean,
2: and the Capitals really, <laughs> and
1: the Capitals, yeah, but. I want to see him go to the place he wants to go. Good on him. Good on him to not just jump at the first coaching job that was offered to him. Yep. I mean, that goes to show you that his head's in the right place. And, and he even – I think I saw a quote where he basically said, you know, look, I just want to take a year off. I want to focus on my family. I want to focus on some personal things. I got a mm. lot of respect for someone who, for um, sure. who puts family first. So good for him. Good yep. for Barry. Barry, please come back to us when you're ready.
2: Please. We'll
1: give he you didn't. a nice, we'll give you a nice office wherever you want.
0: Yeah. I mean, he did just buy another house. Just like Aaron Rodgers bought a house in Nashville. It's confirmed <laughs> just the same way. There yeah. you go. Yeah.
2: Trots so, out of the out of the coaching blender for a year. Good.
1: I didn't want to yeah. see him coach in Winnipeg. I didn't want to see him coach in Chicago. I didn't want to see him coach in Dallas. The only, oh, the only place I would have, the only place I would have been like, kind of okay with, is if he ended up in Florida. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: that would have that, be been okay with me. But I don't want to see him coaching some of these Central Division teams. I would have not no. been happy about uh, that. You didn't
0: want him in Chicago,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> he could, he could have turned him around.
1: Maybe. In fact, Kyle, you brought it up in a previous episode talking about Barry Trotz. You were talking about how that that organization needs a positive figure like Barry Trotz, I do, but sure. I definitely didn't want to see Barry Trotz having to coach the uh, the yeah. uh, Blackhawks. That would have been very strange for me to look at. All right, Kyle, take us home with your brilliant idea.
0: Okay. In episode okay.
1: 135, Guilty Pleasure okay. Songs.
0: So, was thinking of things we could do to end this episode, and one thing that I always – kind of laugh about is those songs that are your guilty pleasure songs like you'll be listening to it in the car and singing it or something like that and a red light and you see somebody looking at you and you instantly turn your radio we've all been there straightforward um we've all been there or you'll be walking around humming it at work or whatnot and somebody's like hey what's that song you're humming and you're like nothing i promise it's nothing
2: um, you're like it's "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. Leave me alone. Or, yes.
1: but like you're sitting at the, you're sitting in a red light. You're you're jamming out to this song with your windows down, and someone pulls up, <laughs> and this guilty pleasure thing you're talking about, and then you suddenly you're like you turn it down. you real quick, and you're like, "How'd that song get on there? I didn't play that." Yeah, stupid. It's stupid, a great idea. Serious. All right, Kyle. Well, you might as well get us started then. Give us one. So.
0: I'm gonna show a little bit of my my younger years here. Uh I'm gonna go with Nookie by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Wait a minute, Kyle. Everybody you love that song. We,
2: Everybody love
0: we had we the same we had the
1: same band but different songs. You do your song and then I'll do mine.
0: Yeah. Wow. Like I remember this song when it came out. I had the red Yankees hat and everything, and I'm a Braves fan. I was a straight-up new metal kid, Kyle. So, Durst. Yes, at least yes, you didn't absolutely. look like
2: Westmoreland. That would be scary.
0: True. Although their bad. new song is amazing and it makes me so happy, and everybody should watch the video too. It's called "Dad Vibes." It's, yeah, he he looks so weird. He has like, like a the gray he has hair.
1: A, he, he has like a Fu Manchu, doesn't he? Like a
2: yeah a curly
1: mustache or something. Like he looks completely He's, different.
2: Definitely doesn't look like he did. That's for sure. That's awesome, though. All right, Chad, what
0: you got?
1: Mine was also my first one was also Limp Biscuit, but it wasn't Nookie. Mine was uh, Rolling.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. that that one. that
1: album was called uh, "Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavored Water," <clears throat> which is like one of the funniest album song, album titles I've ever heard in my life. That album came out like when I was in high school. sometime like, I want to say freshman <clears throat> year. I'm 34, so. Uh, it would have been somewhere around there. But I blared that album from start to finish. and But now it has become a guilty pleasure song. Like, you don't necessarily want everyone to know that you're rocking out to Limp Biscuit in 2022. Yeah.
2: That's good. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Got, okay, so, man, I listen to a ton of different styles of music. So this is actually kind of hard. Because some of the songs that people would say, oh, that's like a guilty pleasure song, uh I like so I, I will I will say um Love Shack by the B52s.
1: That's a great that's song.
2: Awesome.
0: You
1: don't have
2: to know. feel guilty about that. No, but I know, if, but I'm, if I'm if like, I'm
0: with the windows down and I'm blasting it and yeah. somebody pulls up next to me, I'm yeah. probably gonna be like,
2: Yeah, well, that's one of those <laughs> ones where it's like everybody likes it, but it's like, you know, who is it's that? like McDonald's,
0: everybody likes it, but nobody wants to admit it.
2: Exactly. Yeah, there you go. That's a good <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. All right,
2: I got
1: TV. I got one real quick. It just popped up in my Ooh. head, and I just thought of it. I don't know what made me think of it. Beastie Boys, "Fight for Your Right to Party."
2: Oh wow, <laughs> that's good. Them. It's
1: such a cheesy song. Yes. And I, I I'm trying to think in that mindset that Kyle brought up about driving down the road with your windows down. Someone pulls up next to you. You're jamming out to that song. That's actually happened to me before, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. any, I, don't, I don't care who knows it anymore. I'm a huge Beastie Boys guy. I was I was oh, a man. Beastie Boys guy as a kid. I still love them. They were so, quirky. Not- they're goofy. But yeah. they, were, they were some very instrumental artists yeah. in the day.
2: So not that first album by them. I didn't really care for it that much. But when they started playing their own instruments and started playing – like so what you want and like Intergalactic yep. and Oh yeah, uh, all that stuff, man. Dude, give me every bit of that. I love it. And they it had some so awesome, much. they had some awesome music videos too. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Their music Sabotage. videos were awesome, man. Intergalactic. Incredible. You just
1: brought up Intergalactic. That's a really cool music video where they're in an airport, like in Asia, yes. in Asia somewhere.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh man. Give me all that BC Boy stuff, man. I love all it. Right. I all right, all right, Rich. What's your next
0: one? Then I'll get my second. So
2: one. Um, I was just trying to think. It's they're all they're good songs. They're not really guilty pleasures though. But like Sledgehammer, that's awesome by uh, Peter Gabriel. Everybody knows that song, Sledgehammer. Mm. That's a good one. And maybe um, do you remember um, Groove Is in the Heart by Delight? You remember that? Yes, yeah, so yes. So that I love that song. I, that's the only song by them I know, but that song's incredible. Had uh, Bootsy Collins was in the video,
0: great. great I'm stuff. a face player. I know Bootsy. <laughs> I know you know Bootsy. I know you know who he is. So my second one, I've actually not at my current job, but my former job, uh, I got caught singing this on the floor, <clears throat> and it never, never went away. Hmm. Um, and that would be sexy, and I know it by LMFAO. Oh, <laughs>
2: oh, wow. <laughs> There you go.
0: Yes, that that's is an awesome. earbug of a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that,
1: sure.
2: That's pretty good. So, so Justin put some up here. He said it's uh, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa and Ghost by Justin Bieber and Breaking Benjamin.
1: Breaking what Benjamin's mean? a good band. I like Breaking Benjamin. Never heard, i never heard there's
0: that. There's nothing to be ashamed shameful about. about. Breaking Okay,
1: up. I've got a good one here, and it's not—it's not really a certain song. It's—it's it's pretty much just the artist, and it doesn't even fit my music genre that I listen to. This is how guilty pleasure of this one is. So I—I I, I tend to like the '90s grunge music. I do like some old school hip hop. I do like some old country music, but I tend to stick in the grunge, alternative rock era. Like good I still place. live in the like I still live in the '90s, but. I don't listen to new age hip hop at all, but I love me some Drake. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I like Drake. I know mm. I don't fit the, I don't I know I don't fit mm. the demographic at all for Drake. Mm. But
2: I like Drake. Okay. Did you like him when he was on um Degrassi? Degrassi?
0: <clears throat>
2: <laughs> I didn't even know he was on that. Too. No.
0: Years
1: he's so said su- yeah. he's, su- he's such a clown like he's such an idiot sometimes but he's also really funny and some of his music videos are hilarious yeah and um yeah i don't know why but i just yeah. i don't like the new age hip-hop but i like drake
2: yeah mm. but I, I, I,
1: it's kind of a guilty pleasure for me though
2: like it is
1: yeah i don't well, want a I'll, lot of people i don't want everyone to know it but i do listen yeah. to him occasionally
2: before before kyle goes i'm gonna tell you i've already mentioned it a couple times but like I really did for sh- for real like that Miley Cyrus song, that Party in the USA song. <laughs> I-, I really did. I'm not lying. Like I don't know what it was. It had a cool hook, and it was just I was like I liked it. I- I'll admit it. I can't stand her, and I don't listen to anything else. But that song was cool. There, y'all, you all know it. Y'all yeah. Remember. No, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so it's catchy. All? Yeah. I know you all sang it before. I know you're like, you know, rocking the beat. Can't help like, myself. Yeah. Or whatever. Can't help myself.
0: Yeah. So for sure. My number one guilty pleasure song. So I, th- this happened the other day. I'm riding in the truck with the windows down with my two daughters who are seven and four. <laughs> this song comes on, and I belt the entire thing going through town with the windows <laughs> down. My seven year old is absolutely mortified. She's, She's like, like,
1: the suspense is killing me
0: <laughs> as I'm singing. The words to Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. Oh. (laughs) Hey, man.
2: I don't care.
1: That's a very catchy song, though.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And and another Mm. thing, Chad, you made me think of the album title things blink 182 might have lit Biscuit on the album title with uh take off your pants and jacket
1: oh oh yeah, yeah I forgot about that that was a good one yeah nice <laughs> play on words good. there
0: mm-hmm.
1: that was that was around the same time too. yeah it mm-hmm. was
0: that wow. was for sure fundamental yeah. stuff that, <laughs> so.
1: no one no one's topping that guilty pleasure song there. no man I think oh, that's a
2: good one. yeah
1: although I do I, you did just bring up one that's kind of around that same genre. Who's the band that sang I Will Walk 500 Miles?
2: Oh, the the Proclaimers. Okay, that's a guilty pleasure one for me. Anytime that that song comes on, I am cranking that song up. I have a story about that song. So when that came out, I remember when the video came out. I don't know if you've ever seen the video, but there's two guys – and they made it. twin
0: brothers, aren't
2: they? They they are, but I did not know that at the time. So I thought it was just some camera trick. They're like, it's one guy, and he's making it look like it's two people singing. And then I saw him on playing music somewhere, and it was there was two of them, and I was wow. just like, What? What is that? that? Song is so catchy, though. That's a great song. It's a great song. And There's I nothing wrong really with that song. Up. Yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, Good awesome stuff. Song. All right. Everyone, all right. it's been fun. This has yes. been episode 135 of Catfish on Ice. We are in the dead of the offseason, if you can't tell, because we're talking yeah. about guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure music. But it's all fun, and we're, we love bringing this podcast to you even during the offseason. We will see you next week because guess what? It's going to be time to talk about the NHL draft. We are going to dive fully into NHL draft coverage, who the Preds should take, some big prospects. All that good stuff. Can't wait to get into that. We're going to do a full episode on the NHL Draft next week. Stay tuned for that. Until then, we hope everyone has an awesome week. We will see you later this week. We'll the show again at Catfish Ice. We'd love to get into off-season press. We'll be going for the NHL Draft free agency. All that good stuff. We'll the show at Catfish Ice. And also, hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. Use our promo code THB. Until then, take take care, everybody. Stay safe. Treat each other with respect and love. We'll see you later this week.